Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, September 9th, 2019. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, thank you for uh, you and James taking the show yeah. over on Friday when was I was fun. out seeing Avita, much to your dismay. Um, I, <laughs> this is like the third Avita I've seen in like a year. Yeah. Um, and I still love it. I know you don't, but. but if you have a chance, if you're in Central Florida, to head over to the Orlando Shakes. Um, they're doing a very good production. I saw the first preview. It was not supposed to be the first preview, but they can't canceled a show or two because of you know hurricane preparedness that ended up not being necessary but they were mm. short a few rehearsals good. and stuff but um they had a few technical things that weren't ready to go when i saw it but uh, still very good and i really enjoyed i love the show and it might not be the best production i've ever seen but it's still a show that it always moves me and thrills me no matter who it is doing it I'm as long as they're incredibly happy for you Avita mm. is not my least favorite andrew lloyd Webber musical for the record i do enjoy me some Avita. okay all right, all right. <laughs> I, I, my next the journalist in me wants to follow up and ask what is your least favorite andrew I lloyd Webber? but I, but i don't want to piss any listeners off yeah, that God. you might uh make make the alw fans angry yeah well <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> Moving on, Ashley. Let's get into some show and casting news. First up, it was announced that Broadway legend Lynn Carew, uh, a Sondheim favorite, so I'm sure you're a fan of him, um, of as well as stage and screen star Craig Bierko, will be teaming up for a new play called Harry Townsend's Last Stand, which will run at New York City Center beginning on November 18th. The show centers around 85-year-old Harry Townsend, played by Carew, who is a widower living alone in the lakeside home he built in Vermont. While he still possesses a sharp mind and dry wit, he is getting up there in age. Beside his daughter, Sarah, the only happiness in his life is his son, Alan, who is finally coming home after an 18-month absence. I'm assuming that's going to be uh, Bierko. Yet Alan's return is accompanied by an agenda that puts the aging father and his concerned son at odds. The play is by George Eastman and will be directed by Karen Carpenter. Not that one, obviously. Uh, in the other, <laughs> sorry for those uh, 70s uh, music fans. In other news, two changes coming out of the public theater were announced last week. The first is that the upcoming New York premiere of David Henry Wong and Janine Tesori's Soft Power has been extended. The show is now scheduled to run from September 24th through November 10th. And I need just one more extension in order to get to see it. Yeah. So come on, public. Let's let's make that happen, please. Fingers crossed. Come on. Yeah. The uh, the quote play with a musical will star former Tell Me More guest uh, Francis Zhu, Conrad Ricamora, Raymond J. Lee, and more. Directed by Lee Silverman, Sam Pinkleton will choreograph. Sticking downtown last week, the public announced that actress and singer Sasha Allen would be replacing Jocelyn Bio as Lady in Blue in the company's upcoming revival of Intisaki Shange's for colored girls who have considered suicide when the rainbow is enough. Bio, who is obviously a renowned playwright in addition to, addition to actress, has had to withdraw due to scheduling conflicts. Lisi Gardiner will direct and lead an all-female creative team. The show is set to run from October 8th through November 24th. Now, Ashley, obviously disappointed to hear that Jocelyn uh, had to depart yeah. the show. But between For Colored Girls and Soft Power, the public is coming in hot this oh, fall. Oh, my God. Absolutely. For Colored Girls is a show I've been wanting to see for so long. And Soft Power is definitely one of the shows that I'm most excited to see, especially as a Tesori fan. So, yeah, public is always one of my favorite seasons and this is no exception what i love about the public theater and obviously they're not the only one but mm -hmm. because they are 
so big and so well respected and so established, they can do shows that very few not-for-profit theater companies in New York can do mm-hmm. uh, because they have the respect and the confidence of their public. That you know they. Theater fans in New York and around the country trust the public mm-hmm. that if they're going to do something, it's it, it's going to be good. And obviously, these two shows won a New York premiere, yeah. won the first revival since the original production. Um, and I want to say it was was it fifty years? Am I completely wrong about uh, for Colored Girls that it was fifty years ago? Um, I might be wrong, but I know it's the first revival of it in New yep. York for a major production. Um, and it's just great that they they do these shows. But all right, let's move on to this week's theatrical schedule. We are back into the thick of it, so I am not going to go into any detail about these shows. But there is a lot of them. I will have links to all of the shows in the show notes if you want more details. We will start tomorrow night with two new Broadway shows starting previews. The first is from the Manhattan Theater Club. It is the Height of the Storm that begins previews on September 10th. The other show beginning previews is Slave Play, making the transfer from New York Theater Workshop. To Broadway. Then on Wednesday, we have an off-Broadway show from Second Stage. It is Our Dear Dead Drug Lord, which I'm super disappointed that I am not going to get to see. It is not going to have, I'm sure, unless it like extends for like a month mm, and a half. Yeah. Uh, not going to get to see it, but this one sounds fantastic, so look this one up. Then on Thursday, this is not in New York, but one that maybe keep an eye on, the Chicago Shakespeare uh, world premiere production or North American premiere production. I'm sorry of the King's Speech stage adaptation. Um, looks like the, I love that movie, and I think it's it would be a great play. One of my absolute favorite movies. I would yes. love to see that. Yeah, Harry Hayden Patton yes. is starring as the King, and he's great obviously casting. coming to uh, uh, to New York again in uh, Lincoln Center's LSD play, mm-hmm. which I or musical, which I can't remember the name of, but I'm just going to call it the LSD musical until I'm proven wrong otherwise. The, yeah, they should um, keep it as that. Yeah, I mean, it's a better marketing plan anyway. Um, <laughs> then on Friday, we have three shows uh, in different kind of regions uh, starting previews. The first is the Broadway production of Freestyle Love Supreme. They will be kicking things off on Friday night. That's on Broadway. Then off Broadway, we have uh, the new play Heroes of the Fourth Turning by Will Plano at Playwrights Horizon. So that's off Broadway. And then on the other side of the country, we have the first performances of Almost Famous's musical adaptation at the Old Globe in California. Then on Saturday, we have two shows beginning uh, previews, both in roundabout houses, although one's a rental. The rental is The Sound Inside, which will be taking place at Studio 54 on Broadway. It's actually a Lincoln Center show that was commissioned by Lincoln Center, at least, uh, but it'll be happening at Studio 54. And then off-Broadway at Roundabout's off-Broadway house will be the musical by Adam Guan Scotland, PA, which I'm very excited about. Unfortunately, we do have one closing happening on Saturday night, and that is to Hannah Gadsby's Douglas, which is finishing things off at the Daryl Roth Theater. Although I can't imagine that this one isn't filmed at some point yeah, and put what on I was Netflix. Thinking. I'm, I'm waiting for that announcement for sure. Yeah. And then the one real opening of the week happens on Sunday night. It's another Broadway opening, and this is Darren Brown Colon's Secret. Um, it is a magic illusions show, but it did win a drama desk a couple years ago when it was off Broadway. So don't think that this is just like a Siegfried and Roy magic thing. This is going to be something that's probably mm. closer to in and of itself, which had more of a story and an arc to it. Um, than, than maybe just like the illusionists throwing up some tricks right. on the Broadway. So very excited to hear what the critics and fans think of that one. What a busy week. Ugh. 
I'm we've, exhausted just talking we, about it. We've gotten past the long, cool summer, and now we... Ironically, the long, cool summer, and now <laughs> we've hit the hot fall. It's getting hot. Yeah. It's getting hot in here. Too um, so, No, we're not going there. Uh, okay, <laughs> I have two recommendations for you, Ashley. First is highlights from the public theater's Shakespeare in the Park production of Hercules. Hercules, Hercules. Uh, lots of fun. <laughs> just some, some B-roll clips, but uh, looks really cool. And then... Broadway World had an exclusive over the weekend from Lifetime's upcoming movie musical-ish type thing, Patsy and Loretta, starring Megan Hilton and Jesse Mueller. Uh, this clip is Megan Hilty as Patsy Cline singing Walking After Midnight and watching uh, Jesse Mueller listen to it forlorn about not yet having a career in the music business. Um, I am very much on record in not understanding why Megan Hilty is not one of the biggest stars in the theatrical Co-sign. world. So I love her and and I'm very much looking forward to this film that will air on Lifetime beginning in October. All right, Ashley, let's close up today's show with this very sweet story. On Friday, the Manhattan School of Music tweeted out that Jason Danieli had donated clothing from his late wife, Marin Maisie's collection, to the school. The collection included gowns Marin wore for concerts, costumes from shows, as well as clothing from her personal collection. In response, Jason tweeted back, quote, It brings us great joy to share the incredible gowns and other gorgeous clothes of Marin's. She always knew how to dress and what she looked good in. I hope these young ladies who aspire to a career in musical theater will wear the gowns with pride and go out there and conquer. Mm. Just, you know, everything about this story of Marin's passing and Jason kind of moving on from it is both simultaneously heartbreaking yeah. and and lovely and how he's handled all of this so um i think this is a, a lovely way to help continue Marin's legacy in the musical theater i listened to an interview i think it was on it was either npr or wnyc this week that he did where he was talking about her and he's also there's the 54 below show coming up that is, I think, mm-hmm. Marin Maisie's Flower Power or something like that. Yes. Um, I know Broadway World did a huge interview with in the cabaret section. I spent a very large chunk of my weekend just going through old Marin Maisie clips, old Marin Maisie and Jason Danieli clips, and trying to introduce as many people as possible to Marin Maisie. I, I'm thrilled to see that her collection is getting donated and that you know, many other generations will get to know who she was and continue that legacy. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that's all we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ashley. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful week. Uh, we're going to leave you here on Monday, but we will be back to talk to you on Tuesday.